all right? Stuck and unstuck, all right? As you do that, I want to just say I am so excited to be here and to be sharing an update on Overcoming Obstacles Ministries and also to be sharing a message on Overcoming Obstacles in 2020. Um, God has been doing some amazing things um, in our ministry, in our family, and I'm just really excited to share that. Uh, But first, I want to pray and just ask the Lord to speak to us this morning. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for today. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity to worship you. When we are all sinners, we are all people that deserve punishment and wrath. You are a God who, who is full of mercy and grace. And Lord, we just come to you humbly knowing that the only way we can approach you is through faith in Jesus. Faith in Jesus to cover our sins. Faith in Jesus to make us righteous. Because on our own, we have no hope. But through Christ, we have hope. And through Christ, we have joy. And Lord, I pray that today, as, as, as I share, that your Holy Spirit will speak through me. I pray that you will um, just speak to hearts. I pray that whatever thing we need to hear from you today, that, that your Holy Spirit will speak it to us. God, I pray that as we wrap up 2019 and as we go into 2020, uh, I pray that your Holy Spirit uh, will show us what we need to see to make sure we don't stay complacent, but that in 2020, we fulfill the purpose that you have for our life, that we will live the extraordinary life you've called us to. We won't settle and we will do amazing things for your kingdom. Even if those amazing things look mundane or if those amazing things don't look like what others might say are amazing, that we will stay faithful to what you have called us to in our daily lives to give you glory and to advance your kingdom. And God, I pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Amen. I think I know everybody, but just in case I don't know you, my name is Jared Greer. I was the youth pastor here from 2015 to 18, uh, March of 18, and I am really excited to get to give an update. It's been a little while since I've got to speak to the church as a whole, and so uh, really excited just to share what God's been doing through Overcoming Obstacles Ministries. I've uh, been doing it full-time now for almost two years, which is just crazy. Is that makes sense to anybody? It does not feel like it's been that long, and so uh, almost two years we've been doing it. Um, and in case you, you don't know know my whole little story. I got to compete on American Ninja Warrior, and I had this goal to hit the buzzer on the show and to tell everybody about Jesus, but most of you know that's not what happened, right? Like, I, on the, I fell on the second obstacle, got hit in the face with this giant log, and it was pretty funny, um, and so I fell on the second obstacle. I thought, let me try again. I tried again. They actually picked me again. I don't know if they just like seeing good falls, like that show Wipeout or what, um, but they brought me back, and they, uh, I fell on the third obstacle. Now, so now I've fallen on the second, the third, and then I kept applying, kept applying, um, and they did not bring me back for three years in a row, but I didn't give up because our failures don't define us. We keep going. I felt called to keep applying because I think that Ninja Warrior is a, is a neat platform to, uh, to be able to share the gospel, and so I said, I'm going to keep applying, keep applying, and then they finally brought me back this year, this past season, and I had the same goal, to hit the buzzer on the show. Everyone familiar with American Ninja Warrior? Y'all familiar with the show? If you haven't, uh, it's this big obstacle course, and you try to beat it. It's really crazy, insane obstacles, and, and so this year, I had the same goal, hit the buzzer, tell everybody about Jesus, and I have fallen on, which, what, which obstacles? The second and the... I like some interaction. Y'all know that, right? On which ones? The second and the third. And so then this year, uh, I just had to keep consistent. I fell on the fourth. 
right? Uh, and so uh, now I've fallen on the second, third, and fourth, and all of them I've hit my face in some form or fashion, all right? And so uh, lots of fun trying to get out there and do my best, but you know, sometimes we fall short. Everybody been there? Amen? Man, sometimes we just fall short, but we don't stop. We keep going. We don't let our failures define us, and this is uh, kind of what our entire ministry is built upon. In, in some ways, I say in some ways, uh, I'm kind of glad I've fallen uh, because it's given me an opportunity to, to look at thousands of kids in the face and say, hey, your failure doesn't define you and that God will pick you back up and you can keep going and you can live out your calling. You can live out the direction that God has for you. Uh, and so um, I've applied again. Hopefully they'll pick me this year. And just so you know, on the first round, there are six obstacles. And so this time I don't want to keep consistent. All right. I don't want to fall on number five. I want to get to the sixth foot, hit the buzzer, and then advance to the next round and, and keep on going and hit lots of buzzers. And I believe that God is going to, to give me the strength to do that. I don't know if they'll pick me or not, but I believe that I have the ability to do that. And I believe I'm going to have a breakthrough in 2020. And that's kind of a word I want you to catch throughout the, the, the day today is the word breakthrough. Can, uh, I like interaction, so can everyone say breakthrough? All right, awesome. Um, if you, if you didn't know um, that how our ministry kind of came to be, I want to quickly uh, recap who we are and what we do and, and, and all of that. And, and there's uh, amazing people in our church, and, and some of you have been so helpful with donations and things like that. But there are some people in our church that, that serve on my board. We became a nonprofit in February of 2017, and we have Greg Fireball um, serves on our board, David Self. Um, and then Paul and Beverly Pappen and my wife. And so uh, we've got a great team of people. And so it's not just Jared out there doing his thing. It's a, it's a group of people that we, we collectively meet on a regular basis and, and work together to, to make good, wise financial choices and to make choices about the direction of the ministry. Uh, and so that's kind of how we operate. But when we show up to a place, the way it works is someone hears about us on Facebook or some person tells somebody else, and most of it's just word of mouth, that say, hey, there's this crazy guy who used to be a youth pastor, and now he has this obstacle course, and he'll bring the course to you and, and lead an event. And so we have all sorts of people contact us, and we show up to a church, and we build a course. I usually bring one or two guys with me, and we show up. I might have some volunteers. Many people in our church have showed up and helped build the course. Noah's kind of come a whole bunch of times, um, but we'll, we'll show up at a place and we will build on site, either in their like auditorium or in their gym, outside, wherever they want us to do it. Um, and, and we, we uh, ask them for a certain fee to help cover our costs. Um, and we show up and we, we build the course and then people show up and they play. And uh, what, a, what a novel thing to give kids just a fun time, right? And so we just have a fun time. And then I talk about Jesus. And this year alone... We did 63 events in 2019, 63 events. That's more than one event a week. And so we're all over the place, anywhere from um, mostly in Texas, but we've been in Louisiana, uh, we've been in New Mexico, we've been in Oklahoma, Arkansas, um, we went all the way to Mississippi. Uh, in 2020, we're going to do an event in Alabama. Uh, and so we go all over the place and share the gospel. And so they play on the course, and then I'll do some sort of fun demonstration on the course, and then I talk about the gospel, that the biggest obstacle in life is sin, um, but that when we believe in Jesus, Jesus removes that obstacle, and we have a perfect relationship with God um, through faith in Jesus and through faith in Jesus alone. And so it's been so much fun to see this. And so 63 events this year, um, 21,000 people attended our events in 2019, 
And this year, we saw 577 kids give their life to Christ, right? I say kids, people, right? Like, like teenagers, kids, and even adults. I was at an event in um, Itasca. We did an event just down the road, and an entire family came to faith and gave their life to Christ. And so we see all sorts of cool things. So that brings our totals from 2015 to 2019 um, to 173 events. Let me look at the number. 50,000 people have been at our events. So that's 50,000 people that have heard our message about Jesus. They may not have all given their life to Christ, or they may have already been Christians, but 50,000 people that, that have heard about Jesus, that have hopefully either been encouraged to give their life to Christ or just to overcome whatever obstacle they're facing. And we've seen 1,399, so almost 1,400, um, but 1,399 have given their life to Christ. And so let's give God glory for what he's done. Amen? Amen. So it's really cool to share those numbers and stuff. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited to share numbers. I think that's really cool. Uh, but, but eventually I want to share some stories with you. And so let's just kind of start by, do y'all like to look back at where you came from? Have you ever done that where you look back, where was I at and where has God got me to now? Because uh, we've had humble beginnings. Um, Here's our first course. I think Brad has that picture. Um, This was our first course. It doesn't even make sense. Um, It was this big structure on top of a trailer and we had some platforms where you eventually jumped up and went through and swung around on some of that stuff. I know it doesn't even really make sense. And so whenever we loaded all of our mats and stuff, we looked like the Beverly Hillbillies. All right. We looked like craziness. There's like 500 straps. Um, we had mattresses that were gross. All right. It was just, there's, a, I think, another angle here. Yeah. Like, absolutely the Beverly Hillbillies. And so we have gone from that trailer. Uh, then we grew. Someone donated and got us this trailer. And so that was a 26 foot. Um, it was owned by Owens Furniture, I believe. And they um, sold it to us at a really cheap cost. Um, but it had seen a lot of days before we got it. And so, um, we literally drove it till the wheels fell off, all right? Um, it literally, down I-20 um, around Ruston, Louisiana, a wheel fell off, all right? Um, and thank God we were okay. But now the Lord has provided um, this trailer that you see. Oh, yeah, that one right there, all right? So we've got a trailer now. It's a 40-foot trailer. Uh, it's a gooseneck. Um, our team, uh, we raised money. You can go back to that slide you were just showing. We raised almost $13,000. We had saved $4,000 as a ministry, and we raised the other $9,000. Um, and so if, if you gave towards that, thank you so much, because we've grown, and our trailer could not handle um, our course anymore, and God has provided this new trailer. It's a beast, and so uh, thank you for helping with that, and just, just pray for us as we go around um, using these things things as a vehicle, as a tool to share the gospel. Um, showed you the picture of the first course. There's, there's some pictures of what our course looks like now, all right? Um, and so we've got these nice steps. We've got, you can just kind of run to the next one, Brad. Uh, we've got this structure. Keith Miller actually made this and, and gave it to us, and you swing around. I know you can't see it all. Uh, there's a spider wall. Have y'all seen on the show? There's like a hallway. You jump. Y'all know what I'm saying? All right? Y'all could do it. You think so? All right. <laughs> All right. And then let's see the next one. There's a slack line. It looks really easy. This little tightrope, but it's really hard. And then the big warped wall. If you've seen the show, this is a 15 foot warped wall. Um, and Greg Fireball and his team at his uh, Dean Construction, they made this, gave it to us. And, uh, and so 15 feet up in the air, uh, definitely nerve wracking. I run it every week and every time I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> All right. Um, but we have kids, uh, especially teenagers each week. I'll do an assembly at a school, um, with just this wall. 
And, and I'll have some kids try it, and, and I usually pick kids that I don't think are going to get it, just to be honest, right? I'll have them go first, and they try it, and they try it, and they're not quite getting it. And then I find that kid in the crowd. God directs me, I think, to this, this one or two kids who can get it, and we'll find that kid, and then the whole entire school is chanting, beat that wall, beat that wall. And then eventually one of the kids gets up the wall. And it's so cool. We have this really neat lesson. Um, Even in a school, I can't say Jesus, I can't say God, but I'll say, hey, if you have goals, you need to keep your eyes on the goal. And if you're running this warped wall, the goal is to get to the top. So you have to keep your eyes up. Now make that basic, subtle message that you need to keep your eyes on God. You need to keep your eyes on Jesus. And eventually somebody beats the wall. And it's so cool to see that. And usually when we work in a school, that night we'll be at a church and we invite the kids and they they come and hear the gospel. Um, This year, because not everybody can get the 15-foot wall, we thought, let's make a smaller wall to help those who who can't, right? And so we made a 10-foot wall. I think we have a little video of us raising this wall for the first time. So now we have two warped walls. Side by side, uh, one is 10 foot, one is 15 foot. We slide it in place. Um, and, and you see there, those are volunteers from a church. So I show up with one or two guys, and then we have like six to eight men from the church that we're working with come and as a team, come and help us get ready. It's, it's a mission. It's, it's American evangelism. Um, you know, people nowadays, um, they, they definitely... Uh, it's hard to share the gospel sometimes in America, um, but this is just a great tool and an avenue to, to accomplish the goal of sharing Jesus with the world. We also ha- now have an outdoor course, um, which is really crazy. We don't just have one course. We have two courses, all right? And so this is at Baylor University. We had the opportunity to bring both of our courses to Baylor um, and be a part of this huge event, and college students were playing and having fun. And so this this uh, course right here was donated by another guy who competed on American Ninja Warrior. He bought this course from another friend and just gave it to me. Said, hey, you're reaching kids with the love of Jesus. Take this course and go share the gospel. And so I thought, wow, we have two courses. Lord, what do you want us to do with this course? And so the Lord has laid on my heart to kind of form a team. And so not only are we going to just be this one guy going and sharing, but we feel led to, to have a team, just like the power team. You ever heard of those guys, the strong guys that go in schools and rip phone books and, and roll up frying pans? We're like, what if we could be like the power team, but we're the ninja team, right? Like the overcoming obstacles, um, guys that are, that are using these, these courses as a tool to share the gospel. And so now we have this team. We've got a picture of our guys here, um, our guys and Sally, of course. My wife has jumped in like crazy, helping us with a lot of the spiritual development, helping me put together sermons and messages and helping keep um, just up with the direction of our ministry. But then we have a few guys. The guy right there on the far uh, right is James Gross. James has competed on American Ninja Warrior two times. And like me, he's fallen on the third and the fourth obstacle, but he's probably one of the strongest guys I've ever met in my life. But he also loves Jesus. He is in love with Jesus, has a dynamic personality, um, and he preaches. And he preaches a strong, great gospel message. I trust him. I've known him for a couple years now. And so now he is going to be taking that outdoor course um, and doing events on his own. We already have 10 events lined up for 2020 um, for him to lead um, the outdoor course. And one of my good friends that also competes on Ninja Warrior, Kendall Ortez in the tank top there, he's only 22. Um, He's kind of like the little brother of our team, um, but he is really, really good. He made it all the way to Las Vegas this year, the, the finals in, in our country for American Ninja Warrior. And, uh, and he comes on my trips and on James's trips and helps us and then shows us up on the obstacles because he's really fast. <laughs> 
All right. And then we have another guy who, who's just now starting to partner with us, Nathan Burkhalter. He's also in the yellow shirt. Um, he has been competing for five or six years. He's done really well, and he loves Jesus. He actually goes on mission trips and digs water wells. He's an engineer, um, and he has been... Um, going overseas and working for years and years and years, but he also does a lot of overseas mission trips and tries to give clean water to those in needs. And he shares a great gospel message as well. And so there's times where we'll partner with him as well. So how crazy is it that went from a youth pastor um, at a church that, that has never done well on American Ninja Warrior, that God has allowed um, me and a team of people and a community and a church that believed in this calling to go and to share the gospel with 50,000 people and to now have a team. And we're going to keep sharing and keep sharing and keep sharing. So 2019, was awesome. 2020, we already have 38 events planned. Uh, we're shooting for 70, so pray for us to reach that goal, but we already have 38 events planned, um, and, and I'm going to lead so far, I, I think 28 of those are for me, and 10 of those are for the team, and so we're just really excited about where we're headed with that. Um, in 2019, uh, we had some neat things happen. I was at a church camp at Highland Lakes Camp. Y'all, y'all remember Russell, the old pastor here? Um, it's a church camp in Austin. Russell was actually at that camp. And one of the students that was at that camp, her name was Sierra. Uh, her mom was there and she said, hey, Jared, um, I've received Christ and I want to get baptized. And I said, well, I don't know if we're allowed to baptize you here at camp. Let me ask the camp director. And the camp director said, yeah, dude, Let's baptize her. And so they gathered together, all these kids in the pool at church camp, and I got to baptize Sierra, and they all went nuts and just clapped and gave glory to God. It was so, so cool. And then another time, we went to Center, Texas. Y'all know out in East Texas. Um, I had a youth pastor out there named Tyler Keese who brought us in for See You at the Pole, and we saw 50 kids give their life to Christ. 50 Five zero in one setting gave their life to Christ, and then the lights went out um, right after they received Christ. And uh, in the dark, we did the discipleship session. How cool is that, right? Satan can't stop us. We will overcome any obstacle we face, lights or no lights, right? And so, fifty kids give their life to Christ, and then he calls me about a month later and said over twenty of them got baptized in a baptism service. That's so cool, right? It was so awesome. He sent me some pictures. I was like, that is that is really really neat. Uh, another thing, my, my, uh, my nephew um, had his tonsils out, and this is something I would have never thought of, but he, we sell shirts to help our ministry. Um, this is another kid. Um, two kids have sent me pictures of them wearing their shirts before their surgery to say, I'm going to overcome my obstacles through Jesus. Uh, and so that's just been really neat. Something side, side effect I never even would have thought of. Uh, and then another cool thing is, is we have students that were in my youth group that are all over the place. And, and we've got, uh, y'all see Hannah Hudson there and Ernest and, and uh, Ruben and his brother, a few kids that were in East Texas. If I'm somewhere near those, those former youth, I call them up and say, hey, dude, let's get some Whataburger, right? And just try to check in on their lives and see how they're doing. Um, and so it's just really cool to watch how God has worked. And I've said the word really cool like 50 times already, Right. While everything's really cool and it's amazing, we've also faced a lot of challenges, all right? Like, we, we drive down the road, as I said before, a wheel fell off my trailer while I was driving. I've had parts of a, one of our trailers just fly off. It's just a lot of challenges, a lot of flat tires, um, a lot of just stuff that goes wrong. Um, the, the latest challenge we are facing is my truck engine, the crankshaft just broke in Centerville, Texas, uh, on our last trip. So it was really good timing to 
where we had time to fix it. I get it back tomorrow, um, but it cost a lot of money, right? And so we re rebuilt the engine, um, and that's just something we were like, wow, and someone's been gracious enough to help us with that to get started, but it's still going to be a major challenge for us to, to figure all, the, all that out. But as I share the challenges, I also want to share that God provides, amen? God provides, amen? We've seen it over and over and over again. I'll think, how in the world are we going to update this? Or how in the world are we going to do that? And God provides. Even without me soliciting it or asking for it, the Lord has provided in amazing, amazing ways. When we, when we charge for an event, we, we have that money set aside to, to cover personnel and diesel and all the basic expenses. But we, we can't handle you know, a truck engine and things like that. And so that's where donations come in. And so as people have given, it's so helpful. And so I, I just say to the church family, first, tithe. Give towards missions. Give towards all the things that the church is leading. But if you feel led, we can always use whatever you're giving. Each week we get um, we get a check from the church uh, for um, we're on the budget this year and it's been so helpful and that's been awesome and then sometimes I just get um, checks for Bibles we give Bibles to kids um, every time they receive Christ sometimes I'll get a check from First Baptist for four dollars because a Bible is four dollars and someone gave four dollars and that's awesome one Bible goes to a kid who will have that Bible forever right and so as you give we, we take that we, we were able to give Bibles to all of the 577 kids who gave their life to Christ this year. We put a Bible in their hand because of y'all. Really, we were almost able to buy all the Bibles we gave away this year from First Baptist Church's donations. And so thank you so much for helping us um, with that. In 2020, we have a really cool thing we're going to get to do. Uh, who remembers where the mission team went this summer? Does anyone remember? Where did the First Baptist mission team go in July? Anyone know? What state? New Mexico, Who, what, what uh, city? Someone said it. Portales, there you go. All right, Portales, New Mexico. All right, we were in um, Midland at a huge concert. We had our course set up at this big concert called Rock the Desert, um, and it was the desert, all right? It's like 105 degrees in August. I'm like, why would they schedule a concert in Midland, Texas? <sighs> but they asked us to come, and we said, yeah, let's go. We got to encourage a lot of people. Um, and so while we're at that concert, this lady walks up to Sally and says, this is really cool. And my wife gets to talking to her, and she says, where are you from? And the lady said, I'm from Portales, New Mexico. We said, well, that's crazy. We had, Sally had just come back from the mission trip, like a week or two before that, like literally right before that. And she said, oh, that's just crazy. That's, that's amazing. And she said, well, I run a sports camp um, for Portales, New Mexico. Um, every year, First Baptist Portales puts on a sports camp at the Baptist Children's Home where the guys built the church built the chapel. I said, that's crazy. She said, well, maybe we should have y'all out. And so long story short, after lots of communication, we're going to Portales, New Mexico in 2020 um, to lead the sports camp. And we are hopefully going to be able to bring some of our, our youth, any adults who want to go, you're invited. We're going to Portales, New Mexico um, to lead sports camp with our Ninja Warrior course and just to, to have a blast. How crazy is that, right? Tell me that the Lord doesn't, doesn't work through those sort of relationships. I just thought that was crazy. I believe that that God is at work through this, and I believe that I'm going to see breakthroughs with Ninja Warrior. I believe I'm going to hit a buzzer and all that, um, but I, I believe not only as far as like hitting a buzzer on the course, I believe I'm just going to personally continue to break through in my walk with Jesus and to continue just to, to die to myself and continue to, to try to serve the Lord, and that's the word I want you to catch today is breakthrough. Everybody say breakthrough. This morning, 
If you're stuck, I want to challenge you to break through. Uh, I got to go on a, a mission trip to Tanzania in 2012 before I was here. Um, and when I was on that trip, I had never been anywhere like that in Africa. I thought this is just crazy to get to go. We were going hut to hut and sharing the gospel. But before we got to any huts, we drove from the big city of Mwanza to the middle of nowhere, Magumu. And we took this little bus. And we were in this, this or I say bus, it was a van. And we were in this van, and every time um, we were going on these goat trails, it was really bumpy, terrible, but every so often we got stuck. And we'd get stuck, and all of us would get out of the van. It was full of like 10 or 15 people. We'd get out of the van, and all the guys, we would push the van out of the rut and keep going. And we'd go another mile, two miles. We'd get stuck. We'd all get out. We'd push it out. We'd go another five, 10 miles, get stuck push it out. I finally said, hey, what's the Swahili word for push? And they were like, Sakuma. I said, well, we are the Sakuma tribe. All right. And, uh, and they said, okay, yeah, yeah. And then the guy sitting beside me looked at me and he said, I really am from the Sakuma tribe. It was really the name of his tribe. I thought, how random is that? But every so often we had to get out and push. We had to push the van out and get unstuck. And I want to ask you this morning, if you're stuck how, how, how can you get a push today? Going into 2020, leaving 2019, how can you get unstuck? How can you get a little push from the Lord, get a little push, a little encouragement from your church body? How can you get unstuck? And I look at this crowd, I don't think that you guys are probably struggling with the, the big, deep, dark, crazy, terrible sins. But I, I want to just ask you, are you stuck somewhere? Is there something in your life that's keeping you from fulfilling your purpose you see, God made you. I know you know this, but God made you for a purpose. Jeremiah 29, 11. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans, not, plans for welfare, not for evil, and to give you a future and a hope. God has a plan for your life. 1 Peter 2, 9. Put that up there as well. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Do you understand? You are royalty. You are royalty. You, you belong to the kingdom of God. You have a purpose. You're called to make disciples. You're called to glorify God by knowing him and making him known in this world. And I want to ask you this morning, are you fulfilling that purpose? Or is something keeping you from fulfilling that purpose? Is, is there an attitude in your life? Is there a sin struggle in your life? Is there a complacency in your life that's keeping you stuck and not letting you fulfill what God has called you to? You see, every single one of you, we all live different types of lives. We all live so many different lives. Like my wife's a stay-at-home mom, and her role is to keep our family, family schedule, to, to help raise our boys, and, 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 and in that life, she can fulfill her purpose to know God and to make him known. Maybe you're retired, and as you live out your retirement, how can you know God and make him known? Maybe you are still working, and every day you go into a job, and then you come home to your family. In that life, how can you know God and make him known? We are all called to the same purpose. It looks different for every single one of us, but how can you fulfill that calling on your life? I would assume in 2019 that Satan has tried to stop you. I would assume that, that Satan 
Because it says in John 10, 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, right? Satan has tried to stop you. And maybe he's tried to stop you by hitting you hard. Like for our family this year, we had a scare. My, my dad ended up with a, a basic basal cell carcinoma on his eyelid. But for two weeks, we didn't know if it was a basal cell carcinoma that was just slow growing or if it was sebaceous cell, which is fast growing and could have been deadly like that. We didn't know. And, and so for us, that was a major scare. Praise the Lord. It ended up being slow growing and they, they ended up having to remove his entire lower eyelid. Um, it, but they were able to graft skin and fix it. And he's good to go. Praise the Lord for that. But that was a scare, right? Like maybe for you, you had something like that, but maybe it hit even harder. Like cancer, maybe it was a, a lost job, maybe it's a broken relationship, but maybe Satan hits you hard saying, hey, I know that you were called to be royalty, you're called to know God, you're called to advance his kingdom, but maybe Satan has hit you hard and it has made it hard for you to fulfill your purpose. Or maybe Satan has, sit, has hit you in subtle ways. Maybe he's tempted you with sexual sin. Maybe he's lied to you that you need to be anxious about everything. And you go through your entire day just feeling anxious about everything. Maybe he's lied to you that you're not good enough. Maybe he's tempted you to make the focus of your life just to accumulate more and more and more. Maybe he's tempted you just to fill your life with activity to where there's no time for God or for church. Satan is sneaky. He is subtle. And he wants to destroy you. But if you look at Ephesians chapter 6, I'm going to put it on the screen, but if you want to turn there with me, you're welcome to. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. You know this chapter, but I just want to read it to you. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the Rulers against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded up your loins with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith, which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God with all prayer and petition, pray at all times. If Satan has attacked you and he's hit you hard, or if he's hit you in subtle ways, put on the armor of God, put it on, stay strong, stand firm and keep focused because it's so easy to be distracted. It's so easy to to be consumed with the unimportant rather than the important. And I believe God is calling us to say, you're called for a purpose. Until you take your final breath, fulfill your purpose. Know God, make him known to others, fulfill your purpose. You don't have to give in to sexual sin. You can take every thought captive. Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10.5 to take every thought captive. If you struggle with some sort of temptation and your thought life gets messed up, you can say, you know what? I'm not going to be conformed to the pattern of this world. I'm going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind, as it says in Romans 12.2, that you take every thought that you have captive and say, I'm going to submit this thought to the Lord. Because whenever you think something, that thought becomes an action. And an action becomes a habit. And a habit leads to your destiny. And I I want to control my thoughts. 
so that I can control my actions, so that I can have good habits, so I can have a destiny that leads many people to know Jesus. You don't have to be anxious. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. It says that he cares about the sparrows. How much more is he going to care about you? He cares about you. You don't have to be anxious. I'm just going to say that again. You don't have to be anxious. Amen? I would say the biggest struggle I've noticed with teenagers and adults is anxiety. And when we know how big our God is, we see how good our God is, and we remind ourselves and we have our thoughts under control, we can have peace rather than anxiety. When Satan tells you you're not good enough, you can remind Satan that you belong to the kingdom of God and you're not defined by your past, but that your identity is in Christ. If you've been tempted to accumulate more and more and more and just to be busy and busy and busy, can I encourage you to go out in the middle of the field in Grandview and look up at the stars like it says in Psalm 19.1 and see his handiwork and remember that he is God and that's what matters most, amen? Remember in 2020, you've been called to an extraordinary life, called to a life of obedience, of love, of sharing the gospel with others. And when you get stuck, you might need the the Swahili word, sakuma, push, get a push from the Lord, get a push from your brother or sister. When you get stuck, get that push. I would say that aside from all the sins I just listed, I think One of the things that keeps us stuck as as Christians more than anything is complacency. I love belonging to this church. I believe God led my family to this church to serve as youth pastor and now to serve in this capacity leading this ministry. And I know that with all my heart that that's what God has done in my life. But but I, I see a church that has an amazing pastor, an amazing staff that's reaching kids, that's reaching teenagers, that has great groups. And, and, And I see a church that is amazing. But can I tell you guys, we're not done yet. This, this community right now sleeping or chilling in their house is a bunch of people that are not in church right now. There are 500-something kids in that elementary school. There's around 100 in my son's grade. In his Sunday school class, there's probably five from his school. Five. That's nothing against our children's minister. That's nothing against you. It's just telling us we got work to do. There's lost people. There are people that are right here around us that don't know Jesus or they know him and maybe they've had a bad experience at church or maybe they're just having a rough time. Whatever it is, they need to taste and see that the Lord is good through these people. And let's not be complacent in 2020. Let's be fired up and and passionate about the lost and passionate about reaching people. And you can do it in little ways, but those little ways lead to big changes. Let's not forget that, that there are people in need I believe that God wants to use us as a church body to change Grandview, to change our state, to change our nation, to change the world. And so that little card I gave you at the beginning of the service says stuck. During our time of invitation, I'll go ahead and ask Bill and Lynn to to come up. During our time of invitation, on the stuck side, I want you to write down what's got you stuck. Maybe it's just that word, complacency. Maybe it's a sin. Don't be glancing at your neighbor. This is between you and the Lord. I was always glancing at my neighbor growing up because I didn't know the answer, right? But I want to challenge you this morning. What's got you stuck? And on the other side, I want you just to write down what can help you get unstuck. 
What can give you that push? What do you need to make a change so that next year is, is, is glorifying to God? I don't want you to stand yet. I want you just to take a moment and reflect. You don't have to write it, but writing it might help it stick a little bit better. I'm going to pray. You take a moment as, as they play and as they sing just to, just to spend some time with the Lord. Whatever nerve that the Holy Spirit pushed on this morning as I spoke, deal with that. If you just needed some encouragement this morning, I hope you heard that. That you can overcome whatever you're facing through the power we find in Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus, it's the best decision I ever made as a 15-year-old kid. Told Jesus, I'm totally messed up and you can save me. And I trust that you died for me, you rose from the dead, and I give my life to you. If you'd like to do that this morning, I'd love to help you do that. Let's pray. Stay seated, and once you're ready, stand and join. Let's pray.